0: something i wanted to tell you um i bought I, ha- I have been wearing a sleep mask the last few nights instead of my typical bandana like an actual sleep mask. i know wait wait you
1: were sleeping with a bandana like around your eyes.
0: i think we talked about this yes that was my version of a sleep mask mm.
1: but you've not you've I now have... bought a slumber mask
0: <laughs> no tara bought like a really nice one like the one with like the pads over the eyes mm-hmm. and like full coverage mm-hmm. and because she's been having a really much better time getting good sleep with them on mm-hmm. and um so she upgraded uh and then she also bought like the next step down and then she went to return the next step down and they were like don't worry about it just keep them mm. and so i was trying them out um Thoughts? now i know this is mostly my fault i mean they're fine they do the same job as the 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 to me as the uh Bandana, But the thing for me with the bandana is I can get it just as tight as I want pretty easily mm-hmm. because I have woken up every morning with I don't know where the sleep mask is. It's oh, like okay. under me. It's somewhere on the other side of the bed. Interesting. Okay. I've also been rolling around a lot this week, so that's probably part of it. But still, like the bandana, at, at, what the bandana typically does is it goes around my neck. So I have a, a jaunty little neckerchief but like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't find it I just pull it back over my eyes Mm, and that seems to work better for me
1: so a few questions what is the (laughs) mechanism that it's that the sleep mask stays on your head is it a velcro one is it elastic
0: it's elastic and it's got a tightener but Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it doesn't want to tighten I don't know it just doesn't I've tried a couple different things and I'm so glad you're like game for this discussion because <laughs> i was worried you'd be like no one cares right oh like, you're like oh let's do this i think <laughs> that
1: craniacs listeners are very aware of all of the accoutrement i use to sleep and that a sl- a sleep or slumber mask has been a part of my repertoire for many years
0: well and not to also jump ahead but the slumber mask plays a bit and a little gag in one of these episodes yes
1: yes um it's really multifaceted. um what's funny is i mean the number of friends who um early on were like Laurel and her sleep mask who now regularly use sleep masks is oh, m- not insignificant.
0: I, I want to point out that I'm not one of them because the first time, like my dad had like 8 million frequent flyer miles. So a sleep mask is something they tend to, they used to give away to like people sitting in first class. So if oh, I got to go on a trip with my dad, I got y- a sleep mask. Yes, I was like, what I, is this?
1: Yeah. Honestly, one of the nicest throw away if you will sleep mats I ever got was um in one of the first class amenity packages and I was like this is very nice
0: and I do a similar thing when I'm on I'm in coach is I will tend to have a hoodie so Mm -hmm. if it's colder on the plane than wherever I have that and then I always bring sunglasses and I will put on sunglasses and put the hoodie up so it does two things. One, it blocks out light. And two, it tells people, I don't want to talk to the Unabomber, so I won't try to.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, think, I think that is pretty common, especially you're know, chatting with my friend who's a flight attendant. Um, he's, I mean, he sees that a lot. Uh, I often, obviously, I always travel with a sleep mask, but I don't always have it in my carry-on. Or I forget to grab mm-hmm. it out of my carry-on before I toss it into the overhead bin. And then I sit down at the window, as one does. And then I'm like, oh, no, the sleep mask is up in the overhead bin. That is when I partake of the sunglasses. Um,
0: I hope you say that out
1: loud. <laughs> no, oh, I, no, I, the sleep mask. is Well, up I should in the say bin. I did not think that I had influenced you to wearing a sleep mask. I was not mm. taking you. I was not taking credit for you. I'm just saying that I feel like sleep masks are now a lot more common, and it's no longer like oh, hoo, 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 wearing well, a I sleep mask.
0: You, you influenced me to try it again.
1: Mm, mm, hmm Like definitely. Okay. Was that a Waterloo lemon lime I just saw?
0: It was. Very yeah. delightful. I'm, I'm drinking a... The spring flavors. I'm
1: drinking a, a rare, I, I rarely get LaCroix anymore, but a LaCroix Pamplemousse. Um, mm-hmm. And I have in my fridge, it, I tried out Waterloo strawberry, not a fan, it's a little too little strawberry.
0: Oh, yeah, I, it's funny because when I first went through the, the Waterloo collection, I was like, these are all wonderful. And now I've kind of, I think I've 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 taken a moment to realize that I'm a Waterloo fan. And now I can be a little more uh, objective. Mm-hmm. And there are ones that I'm like, mm, I don't like this as much. And mm-hmm. I forgot which one it was because I'll probably buy it again because I'm a fool. But I just, there were a few that I'm like, these aren't as good as I remember. Yeah. I like the, the grape, but the grape definitely has a Dimetap flavor. So if I, you're not into that. I am not
1: tempted at all by the grape because I thought it would taste like, yeah. yes, like a Robitussin, as I like to say. I think
0: it's a good Dimetap flavor, mm-hmm. but if you're not looking for that, it's not going to, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah um
0: what have you been up to
1: i i basically i've just been working <laughs> it's a, it's a it's almost as though i'm an accountant this is a very 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 busy time at work for me so mm-hmm. i yeah like I, I work late every day because i you know work from home so might as well and then um, i work some on weekends so my next week isn't too crazy so yeah, right now, until the end of May, it's going to be literally busy, but I get to earn comp time, so I'm basically oh, just nice. like, oh, this is just extra vacation days I'm earning, so. Uh, we had
0: an end of milestone, so I've been the same. People have been like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, stop, think about it.
1: I, I know, I'm truly like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, what have I been up to? <laughs> like, I was talking to, to Leah today, who, you know, fans of the pod may remember, Um, and I was, she was, she she was like, what'd you do last night? And I was like... <laughs> uh I was like, Well I know I worked until 630
0: and I uh, <laughs> continued existing until this moment.
1: Yeah, spoken. I was like, oh <laughs> I mean I ended up I was like I watched some Frasier for the pod and like
0: <laughs> You've been watching anything else?
1: Um I'm now completely caught up on the good fight, like and done with mm. that. Um and I picked Modern Family back up. Um, now that mm-hmm. the entirety of it is on Hulu and it's funny because I can tell that I've gotten to the part where I stopped watching because my interest in even rewatching has now started to wane where I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of those storylines aren't as like clever as they used to be. And I was like, Oh, I don't remember any of these episodes because this is also when I stopped watching the first time around. Right, right, right.
0: Tara barreled through to the end. And I kind of like, if you like my, I would watch like a chunk of episodes and then miss some, and then a chunk. And then the chunks became further and further apart as I was just like, I think busy during that time is a while ago she did this, but then I like came downstairs, and you know sp- spoiler quote unquote alert for Modern Family. Skip ahead a few seconds but they're all just like saying goodbye at the mm-hmm. end. And I'm like, what, what's happening? <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, it, it's fine. It's a good thing to have on the background while I'm working because I don't, it doesn't need a ton of my attention. It's not a super engrossing plot or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll probably, you know, keep going, but, um, I'm actually, I'm a little bit in need of like a good show to just like, maybe a good like hour long show to just check in, you know, on. Um, so are you about to well, make a recommendation?
0: No. Cause I okay. don't think, You'll enjoy this. And Tara didn't the first time she watched it. And I, she's enjoying it now. So she, I have I have since college been a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tara tried watching that on her own a long time ago. I don't know when, when I was at work or something. And she got about apparently 10. I was like, she's like, I didn't like it. And I assumed she'd done a few episodes. So we started watching again. I'm like, well, let me sit through you and I'll like kind of like Sherpa you through the fact that it's going to get better Because mm-hmm. the first season is very, very, very 1997 And um, we got about 10 minutes into it She's like, I don't remember any of this I'm like, how much did you watch? She's like, about the first 10 minutes of the first episode And I was like, well, okay I don't feel so bad now about making you mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, rewatch the first few episodes Um, And she's been really enjoying that There have been some things... That I, you know, don't even want to tell you in case you watch it because I was like, I thought everyone knew this thing. And then the reveal happens and she was like, what? And I was like, you didn't know that? Like, it's just things that I think are pop culture that aren't.
1: No, I mean, well, and also it's like, it could be that I heard about something, but because I did not, I was not watching it. It had absolutely no staying power in my brain. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So. But it's
0: it's yeah. just got such a huge like online and it's like if you're a anyone who typically likes any sort of nerd culture you know almost everything about Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. so to me like that line in the sand is so hard there's no like ramp up of like I've heard a few things it's like you know Buffy the Vampire exists and then the next step is you know everything about Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer right yeah
1: no that's 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 very fair. Um, like,
0: could you name another character in that on that show? Angel, because he had his okay, own spinoff. What do, you, what do you know about Angel?
1: David Boreanaz plays him, and he is a vampire.
0: Okay, that's what Tara didn't know. So she was oh. the first few episodes. He like keeps like showing up and being like, "You have to stop them," and he's just like Batman. Like he shows up and gives her a piece of adva- advice, and she turns around and he's gone. And she's like, "What's this jerk's deal?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, she doesn't know Angel is a vampire." And I was oh, like, "Okay, I, oh, yeah, it's I, gonna happen."
1: <laughs> I I wonder if I'm in the middle ground of you know Buffy exists, you know about like I know. Angel is a vampire and he and Buffy date at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I know there's somebody named Willow.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I know, I know that. Um is there somebody named Xander?
0: Yes. Okay. And Xander has not aged well as so, a character. So
1: this is also like this is it. Like I know char- some character names, and I know shows up as at some point.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to ask Tara not to listen to this episode. <laughs> um,
1: we can also just like bleep this part out. Let's bleep that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Specifically for Tara.
1: <laughs> um, and, like, and, and then that's like kind of it. I know that there's a musical episode, I think. And then mm-hmm. I know that there's mm-hmm. an episode where no one speaks. So, like, yes. I know, like, I basically know things that were like had nothing to do with the actual plot, but just made headlines, which is like actor mm-hmm. changes um and both the musical episode and the episode where no one speaks are always like considered like some of the best episodes of tv like whenever you look at like top 100 episodes of tv lists like i feel like i think that musical the, or the non-speaking episode is called hush and that episode mm-hmm. is almost always on like a top 100 list
0: it well i think it got nominated for stuff um the the musical episode is interesting because i feel like no one did musical episodes before that and now mm-hmm. it's like Every slightly nerd show has a musical episode. Like Buffy, it made sense because it was like a demon comes to town and that demon makes everyone sing because that's mm-hmm. like the story of the show. But then it's like, you know, um, Veronica Mars had one just because we could. Like, it's like Yeah. There's, I don't it's, think Veronica Mars had one, but it was shows like that that didn't have a good Oh, Grey's Anatomy or, had a
1: musical episode where they yes. all sang the like popular songs. And it was so cringeworthy. <laughs> Well, now um, they've
0: got that whole show. Uh, Zoe's, Zoe's Extraordinary Infinite. Playlist. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. I also say Zoe's Infinite Playlist, and you were thinking of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which is a fantastic okay, movie. <laughs> Guys, um, I, I you call. really it
0: close to the camera to tell me that.
1: <laughs> okay, I just, I love Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, the movie I, have we talked about it on here? I feel like we, either that or I no, talked No, I don't think to, so. Okay. Everyone, I mean, I, I'm, perhaps I am jumping ahead from my what you should do instead of leaving us a bad review. But Nick and Orr's Infinite playlist came out in like 2008. It stars Kat Dennings and Michael Sarah as teenagers who like live in New York suburbs and hang out in New York one night. And it is. To See, me, I'm
0: even thinking of the wrong movie. I'm thinking of uh, 500 Days of Summer, which is oh, a different song. Very different deals- movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've um, seen neither of them. Uh, what? Okay. Ooh. Okay, you and Tara need to watch both of those this weekend. Um,
0: Let's see if they're streaming.
1: But Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is so, to me—it's so charming about like young love and like being in high school, but but not in a like annoying like oh this is not realistic way. And also, it is such a if you live in New York city kind of movie, like they don't go to the empire state building. They don't go to the statue of Liberty. They go to just like very New York. Only if you are from that area, do you know it? I'm not pretending to be from that area and that I know, but I do know what some of those places are. It's just, I, I just, it all takes place just in one night and it is just, it's so charming. I am just like, so just charmed by that movie. 500 days of summer, very different um, movie. Also very good though.
0: Uh, 500 days of summer is available now on FUBU, FUBO and stars, but, uh, Nick and Norris doesn't seem to be streaming any place. Uh, I mean, it's on Amazon. You could rent it, but yeah. I always have a thing when people go, it's not streaming for free. And I don't know why it's this weird, like bug thing of me lately, but I'm like, it's not free. You need to realize that you're paying for Netflix. <laughs> like it's right. I understand it's significantly cheaper because you're paying for a infinite views of it over a month period but still i think that's part of the reason there's been this you know this is me stepping on my like capitalism soapbox but like the reason we are quote unquote okay with like 900 different streaming services is once you you know put it on your uh monthly pay on your credit card you just think of it as free and it's like no that's not free you have to remember you pay for that
1: Right, but if you think about you know paying twelve dollars a month for all of Netflix versus three dollars to rent one movie, you're like yes! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, speaking of streaming services, allow us to watch things. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Fraser. Hello,
0: Seattle. I always want to say hello, Craniacs. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and talk about streaming services and the uh, the their their their. How they work with late-stage capitalism. We also talk about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here is an old old hand at Fraser. <laughs> Laurel here is an old. How rude. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and I am a relatively new guy at Fraser. But we are seven seasons in, and today we are talking about The Wine Club, which... It's funny oh, was, no. I-
1: I- I know that I say this like every time you say that you're relatively new, but like let's actually just think about this for a second. You've been now been watching Frasier regularly for three years, and you've seen more than half of the show. So it's like at some point we need to say like, what? You're you're definitely solidly in college of Frasier. Like, like you start out in elementary school, you're solidly in college by now.
0: To the to the layman, I am a a very well versed uh, Frasier person. But to you know, between the two of us, these are. Every time I see an episode, it's a new episode for me.
1: Yes. Yes. You haven't rewatched the series. Yes, um, it, It's kind of like how people, uh, when people refer to episodes of Schitt's Creek, I've, I, I'm still not done. I still have the finale to watch because i just mm-hmm. can't deal with it being over. But I remember almost nothing from early up. If they were not like super important plot lines and stuff, I don't, I, I remember hardly anything because I've seen them all once. So I really look forward right. to going back and rewatching them. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue with your uh, episode recap.
0: Well, yeah, so the first episode we're doing is Wine Club, which in the title is W H I N E. And it is
1: Season 7, Episode 17.
0: Yes. Frasier hosts an informal brunch in order to acquaint himself with Niles' lady love. I almost said lovely lady. Lady love, Mel. But little does he know that the plastic surgeon is a manipulative schemer who slickly wants to push Niles out in front of his brother.
1: Wow. Wow. That was a loaded uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of hidden feels, messages there.
0: It feels. A, yeah. And it doesn't really cover the big thing, which is Niles and Fraser both want to be cork master of their wine club. And
1: yes, I, I thought this episode was interesting in that there was like an A plot and then a sub A plot and then a B plot.
0: I not to jump ahead. I really liked this episode <laughs> like a lot. I mean like great I I have I I I think I often Talk about what's a good Frasier episode to hand To people Mm -hmm. and I think this is such This has so much of what I think what I thought Frasier Was in -hmm. that it is Hoity-toity people talking about hoity-toity Things in a way that is Absolutely hilarious the the wine Club like every minute when they're in The wine club there are so many dumb Gags that Mm -hmm. are dressed Up with with smart things. Um, we've got the, the whole idea of the Corkmaster, And this was, you know, kind of, like I said, geared toward me um, where Roz is doing the Batman jokes about the Corkmaster. master. Will to, you still
1: be able to keep your secret identity? <laughs> I,
0: I so In my head, did you ever watch any of the old 1966 Batman's with like, like
1: Adam West? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: In my head, I suddenly saw, kelsey Grammer with a cork on his head being like i've got you batman like just in that old 66 style which i love so much
1: well oh, i also like when he said that by brunch he'll know if he's cork master um and he was like i'll let you know how it goes and Roz is like no i'll just look up in the sky for the symbol and
0: see the cork signal
1: um
0: i i love that whole bit i um
1: it, I, it's funny because I did not think about, think about this the way you did that. It's a show that it's a standalone episode of Frasier. That's a good, like kind of appetizer. If somebody was thinking about getting into to Frasier, but it yes. is. And perhaps to me, because it furthers the Niles and Mel storyline, I didn't really think about the fact that it by itself is a standalone episode, but I mean, you're, you're right.
0: I think they do a good job of, I don't think anyone would walk in and not understand what's going on with mm-hmm. not with, Niles and Mel with Miles. And um like I just think I I I I I am gonna have a lot. Of, I, I think the jokes were funny. I really enjoyed and there were stupid jokes where they're like, oh if only our our when when they all got excited because there was gonna be a wine off for the courtcaster and he and he's like, Oh, if only our founder so and so was here. I'm back hey, here yeah, like yeah. that made me laugh so hard. I was I haven't really talked to Tara about it. she left, but like she was in the other room watching RuPaul, um, and but I was like, LOLing the whole time, and not Laurel's one-liners. I was laughing out loud, like every little joke, was like, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> like I was really enjoying this one.
1: I, um, uh, I, I truly, I mean, again, jumping all over the place, but I truly enjoyed the song that they sing for Corkmaster, the hail oh, Corkmaster, the God. master of the want to say, he knows which wine to serve with fish, fish or pork. Or
0: pork. <laughs> and then the next scene, I think it was Daphne goes, now I've got that song stuck in my head. Yes. Like, and I was like, yeah, it was that was wonderful. Uh, and then the, the 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 plots, you know, you've got, like you said, the kind of like, not B plot, but like the A2 plot, which is <laughs> A, A, A2, um, but like, because it's betrayal. Anyway, that was terrible. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. ah. but I, al- I also... I think they did a good job of incorporating that, of moving forward. Now Niles knows everyone does not like Mel. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they think she's manipulative. Which, holy moly, was she? I think that was a conversation she should have had with Niles. But I think she should have. It should it it felt Disney villain esque of like. Wait, don't wh- you
1: think this? What what com what is the conversation she should have? With the Niles? don't
0: you want to be Corkmaster? Yeah,
1: yeah, I. I... I, it's funny now as an adult, this is where it's like young teenage Laurel. Cause I was approximately probably 13 or 14 when this mm-hmm. episode came out. Um, and now adult Laurel watching this, I, I see it a, a little bit. I see, I see what the charitable definition, interpretation of Mel's, Mel's conversation with Niles. Nell is another good portmanteau yes. for them, um, which is encouraging your partner, lifting them up, encouraging them and also saying, I like kind of like I want to make sure you're not being taken advantage of, or you're not just yes. being, being walked all over. Like it's so nice of me to do this. Is that not, is that not over something you wanted? Like because maybe no one's ever asked you that kind of thing. But it, then it did go like you know a bridge too far where she was you know.
0: Well, even even the way she broached it was I think manipulative because it wasn't like don't you think this don't you? it was it was mm-hmm. it was her putting her thoughts into his head. Yeah, she was leading which, him on, leading the yes, witness. I believe is the how witness, they call exactly. it in court. Yes, um, where but. You know, and, and coming to the conclusion that, yes, Niles did want this. But, like, the, the conversation is, hey, did you ever want to be courtmaster?" Like, mm-hmm. I think you could do it. Like, this and this and this. And it mm-hmm. was, this was more of, like, like I said, it felt like like a cartoon villainy of, like, don't you think this? Yes, I do think, you know, like, it just felt like that.
1: Yeah, it, it was a little bit of, like, puppet master at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um But... And for some reason, I thought that Mel then went to the wine club with him, but I suppose she didn't. Um, so, yes. yeah, I
0: mm-hmm, yeah. I'm- and I, I liked how that folded in, and I liked the bit where everyone was kind of admitting that the other person didn't like them, like her as well, mm-hmm. and that sucked for for Niles. And I thought he did a good job of being like, you know, I I asked you if you liked mm-hmm. her, and you all gave me your. Honest truth, I wish just one of you would have said one thing nice.
1: I thought that was so genuine. I was like, this yeah. is such a, this is not a like, oh, let's script this for comedy response. This is a hundred percent believable and realistic response that somebody would mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Um, and Niles was also so level headed about it. He didn't fly off the handle, which I also feel like is something that maybe old Niles would have done. But yes, um, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know. that. That really, again, this part of them all being like, oh my God, we don't like this person really hit home for me because I have had those conversations with friends of mine when someone Mm -hmm. has introduced somebody new that they're seeing and and we're all just kind of like, oh no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm always like, because I know I've been in those situations where someone's like, do we say something? I'm like, no, if they ask you, you give them the truth. Mm -hmm. You give them maybe a softened version of the truth, but like- it's not like you know I one of the things Tara and I very much like about each other is how easily we incorporate it into each other's friends groups, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I didn't date Tara because I was like, my friends are gonna love her, and mm-hmm. like you know stuff like that, and like that's you know it's 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 important to me, but I'll drop any of my friends in a second for her no, um, but like you know what I mean like well
1: as, as you like I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing to say although i don't think you would do that just for any reason you know
0: i think it's your job as a friend to let someone know if you're like i'm worried because like their job would be to tell niles like she's manipulative you're falling into the same thing as you did with maris and you are unhappy with maris we just want to look out for that yeah like it's we're not...
1: worried that you are going down the same road you did with maris you know it's
0: it's it's not necessarily your friend as your job as a friend Without being asked to say, I don't like that uh, <laughs> that Mel is um, judgmental of Bloody Marys at brunch. Which yeah. that boy, big negative points for me. I,
1: I, I the uh, it was the don't you think of that? Like it's a little early in the day for liquor, don't you think? I was like, hold uh, on now.
0: <laughs> again, I think that's similar to her manipulative manipulativeness of Niles is. You should agree with me, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. like that's it's her trying to put her thoughts in other people's head in a weird way,
1: or treat her own thoughts as the the norm, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, don't don't you think? Like, whereas, like, of course, I it feels silly that I'm even asking because, of course, you think yeah. that.
0: Um, like if she would have said, like, oh, it's too early for me for hard liquor, like that's a whole, like, oh, okay, sure, we know yeah. we don't give Mel off of her brunch drinks, like that's mm-hmm. fine, we're all good on this, and it's, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to. You know, I think back then they painted these behaviors as bad in general. I think they did a good job of making them, like, manipulative. But, like, I think some people would come away with, like, yeah, people who don't like to party at brunch suck. And it's like, no, like, she's fine, but she had there's, there's a way to say, I don't drink at brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dog, I'm a little allergic to your dog, can you put your dog in the other mm-hmm. room? Like, can you do this? Like, there's things to it's okay to be that way. It's just know how to tell that to people.
1: Yes. And you've also hit on something I wrote down, which was locking Eddie on the balcony with a lot of question marks and exclamation points. Like what? (laughs) Like uh,
0: another room. Like there's plenty of other places to put him.
1: Yes. Another room. Also (laughs) people who have dogs, their dogs are usually around them while they are eating. So, you know, there's, Yeah. I mean, maybe when company's over, like you might get, you might move the dog because the dog might beg in front of guests and you'd like, don't want your dog doing that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so let's dive into the C plot real quick. Uh, well, is,
1: I, I would say it is the B plot. like.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the B1 plot mm-hmm. um, is the start of, it's Martin. It sounds like Martin's having an affair with this woman, but it turns out she's a recent widow. You know, he's an, a longtime widower and their families were pretty close, and he feels guilty. They both feel upset about, like, is this an okay thing for us to do? And, for, and I like the joke of every time they mention, them, like, oh, have you said hello to his son, Martin? Like, oh, yes. he was the reason you met your wife. And he's like, oh, God. I know, it's like, like
1: the, the knife just keeps getting twisted. <laughs>
0: the needling guilt. And I think Fraser brings up a good point of, like, you know, you're consenting adults, like, blah, 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 you know. Whatever. I I kind of am wondering how soon he passed because everyone keeps saying, he's not even cold in the ground. It's like that, you know, but that's my own personal thoughts as opposed to like an objective whatever. But
1: yeah, you know what I mean? I I feel like we got mixed messages on that because some people act as though it's the first time they've seen her since her husband died. But then she also said something like, he's been gone. Somebody said he's been gone a long time now. And I was like, okay, do we talk about like, Months or like a month or whatever. Regardless, I don't think the time frame matters. Like I'm not like clutch my pearls at any of it. I, I I'm right, like y'all, right. y'all are feeling a need for the other. Like mm-hmm. whether it you know it's comfort, it's Wink. companionship, it's like physical connection, godspeed. Um, yeah.
0: But uh, you know, just Daphne. Daphne seemed pretty judgy, but I did like the whole bit of he was. It, as long as it felt wrong, that's how long yes. <laughs> Martin wanted to do it. And then Daphne was, was chastising him. He's like, oh, I better go apologize. <laughs> I love yes. Martin. When Martin runs quickly with his cane, it's such a like distinct visual. Like I could see someone imitating that and go, oh, you're doing Martin from Frasier. Like, yes. It's so specific to him.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it does always like make me chuckle a little bit. Um, her last name, though, Mrs. Wajidubikowski. I was
0: going to ask you if you could even do that
1: i i was i feel like they have mentioned it before because i know as soon as they said that i was like oh i've heard this name before so i think they've mentioned mrs Wajadubikowski before and i thought that it was supposed to be somebody who lived in their building and now i wonder if it's just one of those names that's like the last name of one of the writers like friends or something and it's they end up just in like a few different yeah they just end up using it a few different times it
0: was, it was funny because i had subtitles on every time they did it i would forget what it was the first time and go Oh, is the joke that Daphne was like, what are, what's her name? You know, was like making up a funny name. And I'm like, oh, no, that's the name. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, every time after, I was like, was that a joke or was that the original name?
1: Well, and it's funny because I, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before. And I, I think I, I could say this person's name. Um, I, I had a client whose name was B-O-N-I-T-A-T-A-B-U-S.
0: The way my brain works, I need to see it written out to even I mean, attempt well, it.
1: Well you I can spell it for you again if you, well here, I will put hit it in. me one l- more time. Yeah, l- let, let me see. Are you name. gonna write it in <laughs> the can chat? I, is there wait where where did the chat go in here?
0: No, that's not a name. You that's someone was trying to tell you and it was a stutter. <laughs> There's no. There's no way.
1: That is her that is her name. That's her last name. And uh, Yeah. Can we
0: say it? Are we okay to say their name? I'm I'm
1: okay to say it. I mean, it's it's an uncommon name. Okay, so it's B-O-N-I-T-A-T-A-B-U-S. You know, for those of you who want to, like, scribble it down. And, okay, you go ahead and try to pronounce it.
0: Okay, I've got a couple different. Can I try? I have three, I think, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bonita Tabas. Okay. Bonita Tabas.
1: (laughs) Okay. And just,
0: like. Bonitatibus or something okay. like that.
1: <laughs> so one of my coworkers, she was, she was a client of ours. One of my coworkers just called her Hippopotamus because he was like, I don't yes. know how to say. It's and it not is, far off. It is Bonitatibus.
0: Bonnetatabus. See, that was my problem, is I felt like I understood the pronunciation. I was just like, I need to know where the emphasis goes. Yes, you have to
1: know where to put the emphasis on the right syllable. Um it's it's very true. Um and it was Bonnie Tata was
0: my favorite. <laughs> where I was like,
1: well it's one of those things where I was like, you have to once you learn it, you have to just say it fast every time. Cause she would be like, Hi, this is like, this is Susie Bonnetatabus. And and it was like you just had to you had to get in her rhythm and then you were fine.
0: So, I'm clearly sitting on a remote because my Amazon Fire is going crazy. So, give me one second to find it. Where'd it go? All right, all right! (laughs) Oh, now I hear that. No, see, now it's playing something. Hold on.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you for the shot.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: This is, a, this is at least a PG or PG-13 podcast. Listeners, it is just... Where is it? Aha. It is just so much physical comedy happening here.
0: No, d- what did I rent? <laughs> I rented the Tom and Jerry movie in 4K. <laughs> How did that
1: happen? I think you can cancel it. I think you can cancel it.
0: I will, but it's just like, your rental starts. You have a 48 hour period. And I'm like, what did I rent? We got to keep that part in. I swear.
1: Oh, we 100% you, are. We 100% are. Did you are. hear
0: like everything going Well, crazy? I, I
1: could hear that. I could hear the, the TV saying stuff, but I could hear you fairly clearly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just started like doing that, and all of a sudden I got like a great. It's like your rental playing now. You have forty eight hours. Oh and I'm like, wait, what did I rent?
1: Yeah, Um well, I'm that was a
0: little. I'm a I am a little bit of so a... int.
1: I provide a little bit of narration for the listeners. Don't you worry.
0: <laughs> I felt really bad when I had to like bend over and moon you to find Yeah, well, don't
1: worry. I had lots to say about that.
0: <laughs> um. So anyway. Uh, what did you rate this episode?
1: Wait, I, <laughs> we oh, are so the- not the- done with this episode. Okay, so that, oh, that, was, okay. My, that, that was my client's, uh, you know, last name. Uh, I, I have lots of people, not lots of people, but I have several people in my life where it's like their last names. You just have to say it fast and with confidence. And I feel like Mrs. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Wojcicki is totally one of those. Um, I have a lot of LOLs for this episode.
0: I thought every single joke was at least okay, if not great. You know?
1: Yes. Um, I do want to point out that at the very beginning in Nervosa, when Fraser and Roz are talking, I think Roz is wearing a Burberry coat, and, or it's at least a Burberry print, and like, just fantastic. Um, uh, okay, we already went through the whole secret identity thing. Um, I, I enjoyed when Mel asked Niles if he'd ever wanted to be Corkmaster, and he says, who hasn't nursed the dream of one day becoming Corkmaster? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down that Mel was like Lady Macbeth. Yes. Yes! Good, good just a little just classic English, call, English yeah. minor coming out uh, um,
0: around that same scene. I liked 61. I don't believe it. Yes. That's what they say about Miss Biggs now. So. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, I, this also like gave me a little bit of a, of a, I, I've not seen very many characters that are plastic surgeons that are not on like nip tuck or something. And so where mm-hmm. you're just purely a cosmetic plastic surgeon, not a like reconstructive or anything like that. Right. Um, when Niles is, swishing the the wine around in his mouth and he's and frazier says that wine spent less time in the bottle i really enjoyed that also Uh, now it's so different now knowing more about wine as i do where i was like oh yes i know all of these i know and i was like oh my god I, i do a lot of this when i drink when i like taste wine
0: so do you remember when uh mel refers to niles as a colossus of a man oh yes so apparently uh autocorrect decided I what I wanted to say was an opossums of a man which is not what I wanted to say and I was looking at this note like what <laughs> anyway. uh,
1: honestly slightly less uncomfortable when she called Niles a colossus of a man and the way she had her arms around him I was like I'm uncomfortable by this
0: I, I mean I think you're doing it Lady Macbeth is perfect like that's what she's trying to do she's yes that was what and I'm I'm sure that's what the writers were, you know, inspired by too. I'm surprised they didn't make a joke about it. I
1: thought a joke about it was coming. Like when I wrote it down, I was like, I bet it gets mentioned later on. Um, uh, Oh, I also just really loved drunk Daphne.
0: Yes. I just drunk Daphne.
1: Yes. She was, I thought she was great. because we just rarely, rarely get to see and Really any characters on this show drunk, but drunk Daphne was just a real treat
0: we used to do uh one of our like tabletop role-playing game sessions we usually do it in in the more like around lunch on uh weekend and we go for a few hours and so we do a brunch or we do whatever to start it off right Mm -hmm. and when you're game mastering you're like telling a story and you're playing different roles and you're like trying to remember rules so it could be kind of intimidating so when i first started doing it I would always have a little to drink. And the first time we did it, it was a brunch thing. So I had Bloody Marys and about like, all of a sudden I've looked down. I'm like, I've had four Bloody Marys very fast. And I'm like, okay, so you guys go into a room. It's a room. You know what a room looks like. Know you know? it's just like they're like, Ryan, you can't have that many to drink if you're going to run a game. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's just you get anxious. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, goodness. Well, yeah. it's also- hard liquor.
1: I am somebody who, like, if there is a beverage in front of me, like, I am constantly drinking something, usually water. And so if there is a beverage mm. in front of me, it don't matter what it is. I am, like, probably going to, like, suck it down unless it's a very strong cocktail.
0: Well, I started uh, the same thing. And, you know, that's probably why I ended up at a lot of parties in college, very, very intoxicated. So literally what I would start doing is sneaking off to the bathroom with a bottle of empty bottle of beer and I just fill it with water. Mm. So that no one would be like, "Why are you drinking water?" But at the same yeah. time, like, I could just sit there and like,
1: isn't look it like also I'm nice to be older now, where you can go to parties oh, and not yeah, drink have worry about that. alcohol and nobody. Yeah. Although I will say, I do have some friends in DC who hated it when I would do a whole thirty and would be like. Oh, Laurel's not drinking. And I'd be like, Yeah, but you know what? I show up to parties with a 12 pack of LaCroix and everybody wants my LaCroix. So, yeah. I'm doing my something right.
0: To, my response to that is to have some inner reflection.
1: Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> at, I, I, at whatever
0: age you are. If you're in your 30s, it does I don't not. Want to it, hear. it would
1: never phase me because I'm like, This says more about you and your relationship with alcohol than it does with, about me. But um, I remember once my old roommate, though, was like, Oh, you're not going to drink at this party or something? And I was like, For that. I was like, I was going to offer to drive you because I was going to drive to the party because I will not be drinking. And I was like, but for that, you can take an Uber. Enjoy.
0: Yeah. Or you Um, take the long way home. Or I guess if you're driving a drunk person, you want to get them out of your car as quickly as possible.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Rating this episode. I'd say I would give this episode... I, you know, I know what object you're going to pick, and so I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to give it seven of the Corkmaster medals.
0: Well, similarly, Laurel, we we, we have a different th- we have a similar uh, uh, thing, but I have to say, and I think I was a little reserved discussing the episode, but like I said, I laughed at every joke that came out of this one. I think. Mm-hmm. It it legitimately made me laugh out loud, and some of that might be because we just came off of two very hard to watch episodes. Yes. Um, but I thought again, all of the jokes felt so Frasier to me. It was this whole thing about wine. It was all it was it was just you know upper upper crust society. Uh, the B plot was good. Typically in the ones I really like, I don't also laugh at the B plot. I think this is a perfect episode to give to somebody and say, oh, you want to see what Frazier's like? You should watch Wine Club. I think it moved the plot forward. I think it did a lot of things. And I think, in general, I've been reserved about giving high marks to episodes. But, and I, I, you don't agree with me, but this will be getting what I will, shall now refer to as the Corkmaster Award as a perfect 10 episode. This is a great episode. I loved it. Like I said, I think I was reserved to talk about it for a bunch of reasons, but I would give this to anyone else. This is a Ryan Jenkins Corkmaster episode, and I know you're giving me a look and you don't believe it, but I loved it. Corkmaster.
1: I would I, no, I'm thinking actually that I am I am glad that we have this podcast because you always end up really liking episodes that I have never thought about. So it makes me kind of, I mean, this is an episode where, uh, first of all, I kind of remembered the Quarkmaster thing happening earlier in the series so to the point that I was like, wait, haven't we already seen this? Um, okay. Okay. I'm i so, am so, very surprised. I mean, again, I didn't just like the episode, but I'm very surprised it's getting a perfect 10 from you. Has any other episode gotten a 10 from and,
0: you? And that's something I want to say too. I think I might go back and reevaluate a few because I definitely think The one with the gay boss deserves a corkmaster award. Yeah. Um, I I think in general, there's a tendency, and I think it's just the way we've done this 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 podcast to like hedge our bets Mm -hmm. because there's so many episodes. Like we don't want to like get to one and go, oh my god, that's a perfect ten, and then you're like, oh well, there were ones that were better than that. And I have changed my mind about this this way of thinking. I think it's important to award things. I do I think it's a perfect episode? No. Do I think it was a perfect episode for me? Pretty close. Do I think this morning I had the best time watching it that for some reason I don't know, I just woke up, it was a bright morning. It was a little cool but it was still like sunny. Oh, Everything You're was great. And again. I watched I watched this episode and I laughed at every joke and I started about two thirds of the way through going, okay they're going to slip up here for me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they never did. And to me, that deserves a Corkmaster High Award.
1: I think you've made a good case for it. I also agree in that um, I think it would be worthwhile at the end, perhaps, for us to go back and look at the episodes that we've enjoyed but maybe not given a perfect 10. I know I have given 10s. I'm pretty sure I gave Ham mm-hmm. Radio a 10. Um um, but I've given 10 to, you know, episodes that I just have always, like, you know, loved a yes. lot. So uh, I think it would be interesting to go back and look and see what episodes uh, now we might ask. I mean, it's kind of like if you're, uh, you know, an English teacher grading essays, if the first essay you read's really good, you might be like, oh, mm-hmm. this gets an A. And then you read one that's phenomenal. And you're like, well, okay. You don't want
0: to go back and give that kid a, that kid couldn't shouldn't get a B because yes. – there's a better student because that's not the way you grade. You don't grade yes. based on the class. You grade on what's the, has has it met the A requirements?
1: Yes, yes. So and like now, I said, now you the, have more experience so of knowing boxes. what an A episode what meets the perfect yes. requirements to you. I, I think the matchmaker is a great one to reevaluate because it is one that we refer back to regularly. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm
0: I'm wondering if it's it holds up as well as it it did. I think it does as well as we thought it did. But, like, it may have been our lowered expectations for a 1990-whatever sitcom may have made it seem like it holds up. I don't know. I think I like that one. Um, There's part of me that wants to award the one where they go to the steakhouse in, like, episode three. Yeah. Like, that was such a good one for me. I think it deserves a spot in the Corkmaster Hall of Fame. But I also kind of wanted to push this idea of, a perfect episode we should refer to as giving it the Corkmaster
1: award. <laughs> that's I think that's, I, I think we can definitely discuss it and come to a mutual decision. <laughs> You're like, that's what we're doing right now, Laurel. We're discussing it.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, uh, I, my, my perfect tens or my perfect Ryan episodes could be the Corkmasters, and yours could be mm-hmm. something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to get, noodle that around a little bit. Maybe it'll be the CBs, you know, the, the radio <laughs> yeah. awards. Um, Okay, well moving on, the next episode is season season seven, episode eighteen, hot pursuit. Wait, first do we have any mailbag?
0: I don't think so. We haven't had any mail in a while.
1: I don't think we've had mail in twenty twenty one. So, you know, craniacs, don't don't be shy. Please, you know, go ahead and, and reach out to us.
0: Uh we we had one from Kyle in oh. early February.
1: Oh, do we that we read Can we
0: talk about this? About the gift. Perhaps Ryan Laurel should send some gift baskets to their top listeners.
1: For oh, yes. Pod
0: so successful.
1: Yes. Yes, we did read that. Um, um, Kyle, I just sent your child gifts. So, like, <laughs> there yeah. you go.
0: Well, I did just get an email from Amazon letting me know I ordered Tom and Jerry in 4K. <sighs> okay, I think Tara's home. i got to let lady out. You want to go out? Go. go find Mama. Should we scratch it on the door in two minutes? I'm so... Ticked about this stupid Tom and Jerry order Okay, uh, yes, the next one Is called, I believe, Hot Pursuit mm-hmm. uh, Fraser and Roz Share a room at a broadcasting conference Which is notorious for being a meat market However, both strike out miserably And return to the room dejected No, that is, I, like
1: <sighs> that, So can I tell you what the Hulu synopsis was? I actually like, yeah, had it have it memorized, because I stared at it For a while, it said, I think I Accom- said the same thing. It said Niles accompanies Martin on a Steakout, while Frasier and Roz consider taking their friendship to the next level.
0: Yes, because that's such a last part of this episode. And I think reading that Hulu uh, synopsis made me like come into this episode like all right let's you know like cross <laughs> I actually arms was like, <laughs> like
1: during during all of the Fraser Ross hotel room things I was like man I kind of wish I was watching this episode with Ryan because I really wanted to see what you were like your facial expressions and stuff
0: <laughs> it was hard because I think objectively they did a pretty good job with the scene mm-hmm. subjectively I hated it like the scene was written that when Kenny came in and, like, ruined them getting together, I think the audience was supposed to go, oh, I can't believe Kenny ruined this. And in my head, I was like, thank you. Thank you, Kenny, for de- breaking this up. This is a bad idea. No. Like, I, it, it felt written for us to feel disappointed that it didn't happen. And I was, like, relieved.
1: So I read that differently. I did okay. not feel disappointed disappointed because I don't think there's really ever been a an overt will they or won't they with Frazier and Ross yeah
0: that's what I'm saying is they wrote it the the writing felt like because at the end they're like good night Ross good night Fraser." like like the the writers wanted us to do something but seven years of the show wanted Mm -hmm. us to do something else right Do Mm -hmm. you understand so
1: yeah no I I see what you're saying I I, although I, I I'm more saying that I feel like the seven years of the show had more impact than that, than that scene. And so like, like when Kenny came, I mean, obviously I already know this episode ended, but when Kenny came in, I was like, whew, (laughs) good.
0: Uh, Yeah. I do think Kenny was, was, well, okay. So firstly, I'm worried as someone who hasn't seen the rest of, you know, much, any, any episodes past this one that we're gonna, this, like, to me, it felt like the, like, niles doesn't get with daphne stuff early mm-hmm. where it's like oh now like this is something we're gonna have to deal with for a while and i was like Ugh, give me a break and then um also you know like i probably have a what is what is that uh like angel that that madonna whore view of like ross unfortunately where i'm like she must remain pure. I have such a pure thought of Roz. Oh, she can't. Okay, yes. Which is funny because I'm like, as long as she sleeps with 8 million other characters, but she can't, Frasier, how dare you? It's this yes, weird, yes. like, psychological thing I've got about Roz. Um, but, uh, like, if she hooked up with, like, the, what was it? Like, give no. me 22 minutes and I'll give you the world. Yes. <laughs> like, that was really funny. I loved all the, like, horny... Newscaster oh my jokes. Laramie's
1: eye in the sky, like yes. just. I mean, I I love like small market radio personalities.
0: Yes, I so I I don't like that we're going to. It feels like this is not a one and done
1: mm.
0: plot point. I'm already over it, and it's only existed for maybe ten minutes. Um, but Kenny coming in and making some of those jokes, I was like, Kenny, you're their boss. Like you. Yeah. Can't, y- yeah, make ex- these jokes
1: exactly yeah you're their boss and yeah yeah you No, know, that was it that was pretty much it the, they like
0: oh don't get the don't get the doc all hot and bothered i'm like okay is which room is hr staying in
1: well and i also feel like this is i mean i i, I this is not an excuse but a different time where you know people yeah. said things like that and you just didn't i i try
0: I try to approach that as I'm not, it was a different time. I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm trying oh, no. to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's um, more like, uh, haven't we come so far that now bosses would yes. never say, you know, something like that? Well, um, I, th- I
0: think the problem is that sometimes bosses probably still would. It's just we would all be like, no, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, it would never. It would not be ex- like excused away. Yeah. Um, I have to say, though, backing up a little bit to the whole like crux of this episode, I had so many Laurel one liners in here. Like, I, like, like it's almost an entire page of just me scribbling down lines. Um, I kind of want to start at the beginning when Frazier rolls in from Boston with a beard. Where, first of all... With a beard? I know. He had stubble. He had, like, two or three days of stubble. But every
0: time anyone walked in a the room, they were like oh my god, like, I actually had this, like, Grizzly Adams thing
1: going. Which is funny, because I've seen Kelsey Grammer with a beard in, like, different, you know, uh, roles he's played, which I assume is his natural beard. They didn't, like, it was not a costume beard or something. I would be like, Kelsey Grammer can actually grow a beard, though. Um, One thing I noticed, though, I noticed in the last episode, too, Jane Leaves is incredibly thin this season. And Mm. I'm not somebody to, like, comment a lot on women's bodies, and I don't know if it had to do with just the way they were dressing her, and I know she's like used to be a ballet dancer and stuff so already has like a very like slim, you know, live physique and everything but i was just like it is it, it seems almost like a skeleton that they have put clothing on and yeah, yeah i just like it's stuck it's almost distracting to me in the last two episodes
0: um uh one of the first pictures that came up when i looked up kelsey Grammer with a beard i pretty i bet this is uh Cheers, but I'm really excited for potentially whatever this episode. May be. Uh,
1: oh, th- I don't think that happens. That doesn't look like Frasier. I yeah, think I think that that that's a
0: Cheers. That yeah. well, I, I I no, this is well, maybe it's from a different show. That might be it. But it it, it I think this could be on Frasier in that they have a flashback. To-
1: <laughs> <laughs> or mm, oh, that okay, that's true. Like that's it. true.
0: Like like that looks like a joke beard and, uh, and toupee. I-,
1: I did enjoy all of the. Uh, different words they had for beard though. My favorite being crumb catcher because that is what Mm. my family has called them um, is crumb catchers. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Also uh, when Frazier comes home from Boston, first of all, good job visiting Freddie being an involved dad. I I enjoyed that. That's like sprinkled in, but not the crux of the episode. Um, And then he realized he has to go on a business trip the same day. I was like, been there.
0: I've, there. I there i've had to do a turnaround trip once but like yeah like i got tired just hearing that
1: concept <laughs> i mean especially the flight from boston to seattle like that's that takes oh, it out yeah of i end.
0: didn't even think of that that's even worse
1: i did um back when i started my first or had just started my second job in dc i went new york for a day for a conference came back literally swapped out bags like took out toiletries and makeup put them in a different bags I'd already packed went to a bachelorette party came back swapped out bags went on another business trip like in three days I had been and that that one involved a flight so I just had three bags completely packed in my room and I would just come in and swap out like toiletries and makeup and like a hair straightener and then just go it was tiring
0: It's I'm I like I said I'm tired just hearing that story and that's I'm not like remarking on your storytelling like just the idea of like I'm like oh no and then you're like and then I'm like no more please stop.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also funny because, like you know, thinking about traveling again, you know, once I'm fully vaccinated, which will be Mm -hmm. in about two and a half weeks, um, huzzah! um, It's I'm like, oh my gosh, flying seems like, like a big ordeal. Like I have like I'm gonna have to do a lot to prepare to fly. (laughs)
0: i'm still so iffy on flights just because i'm worried about like like yes i'm vaccinated but like it's like a concentration of got of so many different people i mean but at the same time we did the 12-hour drive to and from kansas last weekend and that was a lot we're planning right now i think i'm doing a road trip to uh colorado in august so
1: oh that one that you postponed from last year
0: yes very excited. I think it's going to be a whole lot less of like, let's see everyone along the way and a little more of like, let's just go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have like a long list of like little mini trips I hope to take this summer. Um, I don't know. I feel comfortable about flying. I mean, That's I fine. flew during, I flew during the pandemic. So sorry, I
0: hope that didn't come off as me sounding judgmental. I, just, no. oh, like, no, I no. don't feel comfortable. No,
1: no, it's definitely to everybody's comfort level. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certainly things I don't feel comfortable with, but um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to eating inside a restaurant.
0: See, I like I, it's interesting because we haven't eaten even outdoors anywhere, so I think the next step for us is eating outdoors. Oh, okay, I've eaten outdoors. Like, so that's gonna feel. I I like that. Like, I'm you know, like I understand that. Like to you, like the big thing is gonna be eating indoors, but to me, I can do something that's that's you know safer, quote unquote, and it's gonna feel so new to me. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Wow.
1: Well, Someone for me, comes to it's your table and gives you your food. Wow. To me, it's the like restaurants often have very limited capacity on their patio mm-hmm. or it's raining, and so mm-hmm. you can't sit outside. And then it's like, oh, I can't go sit inside either. so
0: I mean, also I have a person that lives with me, so there's a little bit more social interaction going on on a daily basis with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why I, because I think if I, I mean, you know, if, if, if for me, if I had just been me, I would have gotten, you would have been like, what happened to Ryan? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's,
1: there's, there's a whole thread I was following on Twitter this morning about like how, and rightfully so, people talk all about how the impact on parents during the pandemic and everything, but no one talks about the single people living alone. Like, that, that it's rarely something that is talked about in terms of, like, the impact on them. Everybody just assumes yeah. the single people living alone. Like, well, you lived alone already, so it is just more of the same. And it's like, no, it's actually very different.
0: <laughs> this is this is a weird thing. No, yeah, it's uh, – it, this is a weird thing to talk about. We can cut it out if you don't want to talk about it. But I feel like, as a society, we're all going to not be able to hold going to the bathroom as long as we used to. Because we just I, – I feel like anytime I'm in the house and it's like – I have to go to the bathroom. Like, you go, I'm just, you go I, right then. I go. <laughs> yes. Like, the other day I had a therapy appointment and I was like, oh, I'll just hold it. And we got about 10 minutes into the telehealth and I went, I have to pause this. I have to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> we yes. ended up talking about that. But I feel like, and then the road <laughs> trip we did, I feel like we stopped a lot more.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that because. I now usually during staff meeting, I think I'm also drinking more water and more coffee yeah, yeah, in the yeah. mornings, but like my, my team has staff meeting every Tuesday that lasts anywhere from like an hour to two hours, just kind of depending. And more often than not, now I have to get up in the middle of like walk away from my computer, turn off my video and go to the bathroom. And then I come back and I was like in person, I never left staff meeting to go to the bathroom. Right, right,
0: right. right. I, you know, except you in, you know, emerge, like if someone did that, you're like, oh my God, they must've had. know something unfortunate for lunch Like,
1: (laughs) or or maybe we're just normalizing it now that now we all just get up and go to the bathroom when we need to but anyway um
0: yes i'm glad you wanted to go along with me on that journey too
1: (laughs) yes um anyway back to back to this episode um when fraser says when he's dropping his like luggage and says no no these are my daddy clothes and now i need to go get my come to daddy clothes i threw up in my mouth a little bit
0: (laughs) I, it's funny because when you said that these are my daddy clothes, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I related to that statement. Like, if be like, I need to go get my party clothes or something like that, I would have been like, okay, I get it. But the come to daddy, I was like, no, 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 no.
1: Oh, it – I was like, Ugh, um,
0: It's so weird because I – probably too much information, but, like, there's no daddy thing. Like, I we don't say – like, I say, like, if I say daddy needs something, it's like my – I am the in in charge of the house. Like daddy needs some fried shrimp for dinner or something like whatever is my indulgence. But the only thing that for some reason, like, doesn't like the daddy talk doesn't make Tara go is do you remember in Ferris Bueller's day off when he goes to pick her up?
1: Mm -hmm. Do you have a kiss for daddy?
0: Yeah. Sometimes I say that to Tara and I think I don't say it like, like, do you have a kiss? for? I'm like, do you have a kiss? Like I, I repeat his inflection and she just Mm -hmm. gives me a smooch like when she comes home and that's Mm -hmm. it's just weird that the other day I thought about that I'm like you know I think if someone else heard this and this might be going back to it's been a year since we've been around people (laughs) like if someone else heard this they might be like oh god Ryan no (laughs) so I guess I'm asking you are you like oh
1: god Ryan no no but I also would probably understand that that was a Ferris Bueller reference reference. like I knew exactly what you were talking about when you mentioned Ferris Bueller um So yeah, I mean, it depends on who who you're around. It's funny though. My, one of my friends and her husband and son came to Austin to do like a bunch of outdoorsy things for his spring break and he's four and we met up and had like dinner outside and like a beer garden and everything. And she was really concerned. She was like, we haven't been to a restaurant in a year. And I think he's probably feral at this point. And she was like, he doesn't, she was like, he doesn't know how to act in restaurants. I was like, okay, this is outdoors. this cosmic cafe. I was like, "Um, Mm. it's outdoors. Like it's really anything goes like he can be as loud as he wants like it's fine or whatever but she was just like yeah like he has been in our home and that is it like yeah. our home and then and he does to in person like preschool now so she's like, he's that and that and like that is it he does not go to the grocery store with me he doesn't like do anything where he's expected to be on like public behavior so
0: uh, yeah i think us as a society needs to you know, there's going to be people that you're like, you know better than that. But I think we're going to... and It's going to be interesting when people start going out to see... Because, Laurel, I haven't not worn Crocs for uh, a year. So, that's going to be an interesting transition back into regular shoes.
1: I, I think that's a public health issue. No one wants to see you in your Crocs. So... I, like the, um, I can wear socks with Crocs. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Um, well, my coworkers and I did talk about the fact that we... Uh, that, like, if we... You know, if they start... Slowly transitioning us to like going into the office at some point. I was like, we need to understand that first. For the first thirty days, it needs to be you wear whatever you want. You cannot.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a whole there's a pass.
1: Yeah, you cannot transition me into business casual overnight. It, so I will wear shorts and button-up shirts, which was like basically my uniform last summer, and Ter- yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also hope that masks stay in place so I don't have to put on a full face of makeup. Like, just fair enough.
0: Oh. You need like a, I I don't think you wear this much makeup, but I do like the idea of someone having like if their thing shifts a little. There's like no, there's like a, a foundation line or like whatever, yeah. Right where the mask hits. Yes,
1: you're right. I don't wear that much makeup, but still, it's like it's like right now. If I have to go, like I have to go to, to work to like we will all pitch in and do something. Like we had to do stuff a bunch of 500 letters the other day, um, and we all did it like socially distanced. But I was like, y'all get mascara, and that is it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You you should you should do yourself up like from the nose down or from the eyes down and then take a picture and make a mask out of it.
1: <gasps> That's a good idea. That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Um, okay. But back to this episode because I I yes. do have a I do have a lot of things to talk to talk about in this episode. Um, some of them are just little things. Let, let let's get more to okay. There's something that actually really struck a chord with me, which mm-hmm. is when Roz and Fraser are talking about I think like the longest relationships they've had or something mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm then Fraser says, you know, but if we're talking about the longest relationship I've had with a woman, like it's actually, it's been, it's been you, Roz and everything. And so I always joke, like my hairstylist in Dallas, she's cut my hair since 2007. So I always, whenever people are like, you still, <laughs> you still go to Dallas for your haircuts. I'm like, Christina and I have been together since 2007. That is a, that's one of the longest relationships I've ever had. <laughs> so like, you How'd don't you just do it when you were in DC. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I came back to Dallas, you know, three or four times a year. she still cut my hair. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's about how often I get my hair cut anyway. So oh, okay. I, I did have a hairstylist in D.C. that I would go to occasionally if, like, I just had a long time between. And Christina knew about her. Her name was Kristen. Kristen Good and Christina. You open
0: relationship for a few, a <laughs> bit. Well, as
1: Christina put it, as long as she knows that she's the mistress and I'm the wife, that's fine. <laughs> um, but it's funny when you think about, like, I have, like, I have been friends with Clark since he was 18 years old. And he's about to turn 35. Um, and when I was in Houston a few weeks ago, I ended up having dinner with Casey and Kyle, shout out Kyle, um, and Casey, if you're listening to this episode with him, but also, you know, Mike and Caroline, Mike, your old roommate, um, from college. And we, we were talking about something and I said casually, well, yeah, like I'm Mike's oldest friend. Like I'm the friend he's had the longest. And he was kind of like, no, no, you're not. And I was like, we've talked about this. You always say that I'm the friend you've had the longest. Like who have you, what friend do you have that you've known longer than me that you're still in touch with? Um, mm. And so it's just funny to think about like, yeah, he has one of my, like one, one of my oldest friends is a dude. And not f- funny is the wrong word, but I'm just like, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's such a like, rich part of my life. And I think it's such a rich part of Fraser and Roz's life that then I didn't like that they then were like, oh,
0: well. And now it's time.
1: And now we're gonna get frisky. Where like, are you uh, and
0: Mike gonna hook up? I've been, we've been wondering for a long <laughs> time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably would have happened by now if it was gonna happen during. No, all... no,
0: you guys are gonna have the Martin and Miss Webber Jabberwacky.
1: Watcha Jubakowski. You say this <laughs> yeah, like it's a hard <laughs> name. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought that was like so interesting. And also, I think about you know my male roommate that I had in D.C., where I was like, no, we were like truly and still are mm-hmm. good friends, but like truly like very good friends with like. You know no romantic undertones or anything, and I'm like those are such like important things too for people to have in their lives.
0: I was having this discussion with Tara a little while ago because I found that, as I've been like very happily married and very happily in a relationship with Tara, that like and also like I'm getting older, and my testosterone levels are probably dropping. I'm like oh, way more interested in, <laughs> way more interested in hanging out with women like than hanging out with dudes. Like I have so many more like, I think women friends just because, probably because I'm not like, hey, how y'all doing? I watch the game. Let you know there's no pretense that I have to worry about, and it's just like, it, I like I rarely meet women and think like, I mean obviously I'm married, but like there's no like, twinge of like romantic interest at all anymore. I'm always like, oh hello, like, and it's such so different. Probably again because of the hormones a man goes through, like, whereas, like, in my teens and early 20s, it was, like, every woman I ever met, it was, like, would she make a good girlfriend? Like, whatever, right? Yeah. And now it's just not, I like, it, I know this sounds like something that shouldn't be applauded or even, like, thought of, but, like, in my head, I'm just, like, I never think of that anymore other than with my wife, like,
1: period. I, I also think that that has something to do with a little bit of our generation in that, mm-hmm it was a lot, I think a lot more accepted that you could have good friends growing up who were the opposite sex and, and your parents weren't always like, Oh, we'll start planning the wedding. Like you could actually, I I think that was just something that wasn't seen that boys play the boys and girls play the girls and the end. Um, and so I, I think that, yeah, as I mean, I think college was really the first time where it was like, Oh no, I have a, lot of guy friends and that not to be like oh I have a lot of guy friends but um like and then when I moved to DC like the friend group that I kind of joined when I moved there was just yeah a menagerie of people but yes like it's not like every guy I met I was like pulling my sunglasses down and being like hey should I should I like try to get with him or something and I also think that's like super healthy I
0: love you like reacting like a like a beer commercial like hey (laughs) (laughs) like like
1: well, it, it's, it's something that whenever, like, for example, I knew one of my best friends, um, I knew her and her husband separately. She, and then they, they didn't meet through me, but I knew both of them separately. And I, I was like, oh, I actually known him longer. I knew, knew him for about a year before I met her. And someone's like, oh, well, why, why didn't you want to date him? And I was like, do you want me to actually list out? <laughs> what like, I just never felt that well, way about yeah, him. Well, yeah, okay. That's that number
0: is, one and you're done. Like, that's all you it, should it, have to say. Well,
1: yes. And I'm just like, do you look at every single person as somebody to date? I mean, could like, be. that could be why I'm not married. Well, <laughs> but, like, I need to start a looking at... There time in my
0: life when that was the case. Like, and yes. I think that goes through a lot of people's brains.
1: I, I think so, too, at a younger age. Yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. like when you're in your 20s and 30s, maybe mm. not necessarily for some people in their 20s, but I, I had some friends not in D.C., but some friends who, like, when I started living with my male roommate, they were like, I could never do that. I'm I'm too boy crazy. And I was like, really? You think you could go from being super platonic friends with somebody for two years and suddenly you live under the same roof and it's like you have little heart eyes every time you see Trust them? Trust and-
0: me, once you move in with someone, it becomes harder to date them, I believe. <laughs> like, um, no, I had a friend in D.C. too who kept trying to hook me up with one of her friends and, like, I kept trying to explain. It's like, she's very nice. Please keep inviting her to hang out. I'm not attracted to her. She just did not understand. And I was like, Sarah, single people don't just, it's not like magnets. (laughs) Like, it doesn't just happen naturally. (laughs) Like, you're a single woman. You're a single man. It's like a south and a north pole on magnets. Yes. (laughs) They don't just connect like that.
1: Well, and it's funny. I had this conversation with a friend of mine in D.C. who... She was talking about her boyfriend and what she saw in him, or and I think I think he was. I'm sorry, I think he was her ex at that point, and kind of like what she saw in him and stuff. And um, and I said, I, I I don't see that, but blah blah blah. And she was like, What? You don't see it? And I was like, Isn't that isn't that kind of a good thing? That I'm not over here also super attracted to the guy yeah. you used to date? Like, yeah, I don't. I'm not walking around looking at all of my friends' husbands, being like, Gosh, wish I'd gotten with that. I didn't want to marry any of them. So I'm okay. Yeah. That I'm not dissing them. I'm saying we, we were attracted to different people, which is good. That's all a positive thing. <laughs> it's,
0: it's why the human race isn't just constantly hooking up with everybody. Like. Yes. It's,
1: it's like why we have monogamy. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. That's why when people are like, oh, men and women can't be friends. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're just, you're, you're over there thinking that guys should only be with people who talk about sports. And women well, only talk yeah. about like makeup and clothing. It's, it's also
0: funny because I've talked about this in other things, like why I find it interesting when there's like comics or movies or whatever written by like women or people of color. Like honestly, like I if if you if I meet you and you're a straight white dude, I know your story. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it. <laughs> like you got nothing to offer me. All the women like I talked to lately, I'm like. Oh, what an interesting perspective. I've never heard this before. Oh, like, I I, I meet a a friend who's not a white person. Oh, you've got a whole different back. Like, I am so, Mm -hmm. like, every, like, white dude I meet, I'm like, no, I got it, dude. Like, you played played baseball for a few years in in high school. Like, great. (laughs) No Mm -hmm. one cares. I've seen it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. It's I mean, there's anyway. there there's nothing wrong with branching out your friend group to include different genders and different, you know, backgrounds. And yeah, I just I don't know. it still kind of I don't know, annoys me. I'm like, we haven't moved past that.
0: Feeling. Well, there was that thing. And, and, and this will be the last thing I bring up. And we should really talk about Fraser on our Fraser podcast. But um, there was that thing. I think you saw it, where it was name a podcast that isn't that is fifty percent women hosts or more, Mm -hmm. I'll wait. And I'm like, well, like, this isn't me patting my own back, but it's like I'm in I I know two that I'm in, I listen to a lot more, like literally this podcast came part of this podcast came from like the guy I originally asked let's do a Fraser podcast went, Who needs a podcast with two like white dudes explaining Fraser? And then like you popped up and it's become a very interesting discussion every week Mm -hmm. because of that
1: yeah yeah
0: and i just think like that's so much more interesting to me than i don't know it's, well and also it's, my
1: challenge back to that person although i appreciate that all the people who shouted out craniacs thank you um in that but my challenge to that person is diversify the podcast you listen to because i yeah, was like oh yeah, yeah. let me let me give let me take a screenshot of my podcast library because almost all of them are at least half women so i,
0: I did have a friend who i said that to where i was like you should listen to this pod our, our podcast she goes, I don't listen to podcasts because, and, and I will agree with her on this because of her job, and I doubt she's listening, so I won't say her name. But anyway, she was like, I spend most of my day listening to uh, white men tell me their opinions, so I don't want to do it as my, like, hobby. And, like, my response now would be like, oh, well, you should listen to this, and here's one, and blah, blah, blah. And I think I think this was a few years ago, and just in the last few years, I feel like the Tide has turned on podcasts and a lot of things. So I can understand mm-hmm. that sentiment. Um, certainly, I don't think I was offering anything with, like, spoiler alert, she was in the video game industry with me. And I'm like, well, I'm not offering an opinion yeah. you haven't heard every day of your life during work hours. So, yeah, yeah I understand you're not wanting to listen to me. But I have some lovely co-hosts who have, like, much in- different opinions than me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, anyway. well, and also... If she says she spends all day listening to white men explain things to her, I think the last thing she probably wanted was a Fraser. white man being like, "Here, here's some podcasts for you to actually, listen to.
0: hold on. Let me actually explain this to you. Let me mansplain some podcasts, how podcasting demographics work to you.
1: Have I, have I told you that? Have I said this joke before, which is like, uh, how, how did the, or, or why did the mansplainer die in the hole? No, I don't it was know. A well, I... it, it, it was a well, actually. <laughs>
0: That's really good.
1: Thank you. I love it.
0: Okay, let's let's wrap up this. this, this okay, well,
1: let me get through some LOLs here. Yes. Uh, okay, when, can we talk about the stakeout, though, that Martin and Niles go on? Yes. That it's the dumpster king of the Pacific Northwest. And Niles says, you expect this from your mattress king, but uh, we ask more we asked, of her dumpster royalty.
0: Yes, I wrote that one down, too. I uh, also really enjoyed the dad and lad time.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wrote down, this is sweet. Yes. I yeah uh and I
0: especially like the whole clam chowder thing
1: I-, I was also like gross the last thing the worst thing someone could hand me is a thermos full of clam chowder
0: I, yeah that's what i said i was like well it's sweet that martin likes it but i can't believe martin likes it he Goes, oh this is disgusting what is it it's clam chowder i thought it was whiskey
1: um I-, I also wrote down that Roz had a nice hotel room i was like that's a really nice room that's like a suite well
0: part of it is because um tv sets angle outwards
1: Yes. Well, so. and they had to have, like, different spots of the room. Um, right, right, right. Also, I have to say, when Roz put on that wrap over that, like, silky dress to go downstairs and everything, I was like, Roz, this outfit is a 10. This whole thing came together beautifully. Laurel, <laughs> we
0: are in complete agreement on this.
1: <laughs> Probably for different reasons, but I was just I, like, you look fab, Roz. <laughs> I
0: didn't want to sit here and go, you know, I find that... Uh, I really respect women as friends, and then go Roz, and then just be super skeezy about Roz's looks. So thank you for doing the heavy lifting for me. But you're, Roz you're welcome. Fantastic.
1: Uh, I enjoy how Niles found out Martin did go on the stakeout, and he said it's not like it's not like he was sworn to secrecy when you said, "Hey Sid, I'm going on a stakeout to the doorman." Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Um, uh, yeah, I just yeah, I thought that I thought that was sweet. I also. We don't get a lot of just Niles and Martin spending time together without Frasier. And I thought, yeah, I just thought it was really, I thought it was really sweet. I also enjoyed, was it in this episode? Yeah, it was the beginning of this episode when Martin and Donnie come home from the monster truck rally. Oh yeah,
0: the, no, a tractor, pull. a tractor
1: pull. tractor pull, tractor pull, yes. Um, and Niles and Daphne are both kind of like, what? And...
0: I, I, I will be honest, I did not know what a tractor pull was. And I was kind of so surprised. I've heard of a tractor pull, but I never knew like exactly what was going on.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I did, too. I think I just, in my mind, overwrote that with Monster Truck Rally. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Same, same.
1: But, uh, and I enjoyed that Daph- that Donnie was like, I got Daphne this hat. And he's like, oh, hat. This is John Deere. She'll love it. And he's like, no, she'll pretend to love it. And then I'll give her a bracelet. And I was like, Donnie, you, like, couldn't completely figured this out. And well, yeah, you're smart. Mel-,
0: Mel has had the obvious heel turn. I'm still waiting. I think Donnie's going to be hurt by what happens. What you think? Presumably at their wedding. What you, yeah. What you think happens? What you yes. think happens? Oh no! I listen. This is going to be a what is it? Friends like I love you, Rachel situation.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had some other things, but they're not anything we really need to uh, to talk about.
0: I liked the blondes joke running mm-hmm. gag thing about like men liking blondes that resulted mm-hmm. in in I do like the a little. What makes me hope that this is a one off between the uh uh. uh Roger relationship which is a terrible portmanteau but like is that it was Fraser had a beard and Roz had a wig and it's Mm -hmm. like we just won't do that again and I would almost like for there to be a running gag that like for some reason if like Fraser like forgets to shave that morning Roz is like oh like it's this weird like kind of humorous thing of like eat like Roz puts on a, a wig and Fraser's like like take it like there's some weird thing but they never hook up anyway yeah
1: I also thought it was funny that we were supposed to find it hilarious that Kenny was wearing a breathe right nose strip because now I feel like those are so ubiquitous. I feel I, mean, I don't wear one, oh. but I feel like so many people wear them.
0: Not even those, but people wear like those.
1: What are they C-paps. called? Yeah, CPAPs. Yeah,
0: people wear CPAPs to sleep. Yeah. So, all right, uh, what do you want to rate this one?
1: You know, I'm also I'm going to give this um, I'm I'm going to give it seven thermoses of clam chowder um, again.
0: In in my effort to, I think this is a seven two. I think you're right, but I'm gonna give it seven upstairs tangos because I really enjoyed that joke of them talking about tango and then they're like, they say they're like we're having the most fun tonight and all of a sudden there's a tango going on upstairs. I thought that was a really good little bit of bit of humor. Um, uh, one, oh go ahead. Oh,
1: nope, you go ahead.
0: I was gonna say one thing. Let me see if I can get his name. But one one thing I wanted to point out from the last episode that I forgot was uh. What is this? Uh, Anthony Held from Silence of the Lambs was playing the previous Corkmaster.
1: Uh, you mean the one who they forgot was there? No, no, or, no. no. Or, the, the one, or the one who gives up his... The one oh, who gives he's, it up. He's the, um, he's the FBI agent who's like originally on Hannibal Lecter's case, isn't he?
0: Well, he's not an FBI agent. He runs the criminal, wherever Hannibal Lecter lives. Sorry, yes. The that's, dungeon. That's, yes. <laughs> the dungeon he, he, where he
1: lives. He's the old friend that Hannibal Lecter's having for dinner at the end, isn't he? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, the one who you're Michael right.
0: The escapes, he runs away.
1: Yes, um, yes. He also, I, if you I'm ever watch i remember Bos- that because I've seen that movie once and I can't oh, ever see yeah. it again.
0: <laughs> um, it, well, if you ever watch Boston Legal, which is always a TV show I suggest, he is a mm-hmm. wonderful heel judge character who always mm-hmm. for some reason pronounces it Massachusetts. Like, says it like really... Like, he's he thinks he's better. He's 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 one of those guys who thinks his don't smell so like he always like tries to be like it's Massachusetts and says it really f- anyway this is a dumb thing but he's on Boston Legal
1: <laughs> which is still not streaming anywhere is that correct
0: I think it's on Hulu
1: oh I think you I said... saw
0: that recently because I almost went to re-watch it the other a, a while ago let me double check real quick Boston Legal is available on Hulu wow now, I'm... the first season is a little weird because like it was it's a spinoff of the practice, and so there's a lot of characters that came over from the practice that are in the first season of Boston legal and then like they're constantly changing their cast so the mm-hmm. first season can be a little weird but i I love the show so much but yes Anthony held is in that um yeah, we got anything else we want to go right into our our typical
1: thing let's go into our typical thing
0: yeah so guys if you've got uh, I you know we feel if you' got Thoughts on uh, friends of, op, of, of, of other genders than your own? If you've got uh, some TV shows you want to recommend? If you just want to send us some mail, because it's been so long since we've had some, you can get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S, at Craniacs on Twitter, uh, Craniacs of Fraser Podcast on Facebook, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes overcast anywhere you get your your uh uh, podcasts please 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 give us a review if it's possible on wherever you get your podcast it really helps us out Uh, and give us the highest review possible um if you don't feel like giving us the highest review possible laurel may have a better use of your time
1: i do friends the happy season is upon us the oscars are sunday Uh april 25th i think whatever whatever the last sunday in april is it is the Oscars. Um, I believe it's the 25th. Uh, they're it's not a very...
0: usually this time of year. Are they the early No, no,
1: no. They delayed it because of the pandemic. Okay. Um, yeah. they, and I have to say, the Oscars were one of the first to delay. Like, I want to say, like, last May, they were like, the Oscars would not be at their normal time. <laughs> um, they're normally in February or March. Um, and, like, early March at that, if in March. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the Oscars are Sunday. I do not have my usual, like, gut feelings as to what will win because I've not seen a lot of these movies either they are not available or I've just not gotten around to seeing them so I will recommend that you know you check out whatever best picture nominees strike your fancy based on the description I do not think you need to feel obligated to try to see all of them um that being said I would encourage you to take some time and try to find the animated shorts those are almost always a delight every Mm. year um They are often poignant and sweet. They can be as short as like six minutes. They can be as long as like 20. Um, You can find ones from previous years online um, and on streaming services. I have not yet found a good clearinghouse for all of the ones uh, for this year. I also, I will normally steer you away from the live action shorts because they are almost always like heartbreaking or very disturbing or incredibly sad. However, I, one is, uh, was directed by somebody who used to host a Hamilton podcast and he's a comedy writer. Um, and it's called Two Distant Strangers and it is on Netflix and I recently watched it. It's 30 minutes long and it is very relevant to what's happening in like today's society. It's about a man who is stuck in a time loop, um, that keeps taking him through the same interaction with a police officer every day. Um, and him trying to like change the outcome of it every day. So it's just basically like Groundhog Day. Um, highly recommend that. Um, and yeah, it's just always good to branch out a little bit on what you're watching for the Oscars. But, um, yeah, this year it's going to be, I don't, I I don't even know how the ceremony is going. I don't know if anything's like in person. I don't, I don't know. I have no clue. So
0: Uh, yeah, I have no idea who's hosting or anything either.
1: I actually want to say maybe they're not doing a host because they didn't do a host last year
0: either.
1: I don't, honestly, y'all, like, the years run together. I mean, I think we can be guaranteed there won't be a random performance by Eminem this year, but I'm not going to say, I'm I'm never going to say never.
0: Well, here's what I do know, and that's that Craniac's Laurel would love for you to email us with your Oscar thoughts and picks. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. (laughs) I, like, I I want, even if you're like, I would like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying, what movie, I would like the Tom and Jerry movie to win, like, you know, because Ryan will let us know if he agrees after he watches it in 4K. (laughs) God
0: probably like seven dollars in 4k but anyway i know well, i
1: feel like at 4k it's probably like 15 dollars the hd yeah, movies rinse. are always oh,
0: like I'm so, I'm so mad thank you for reminding me of that so i can go take care of that right now but yeah, uh but, but yeah be guys sure to
1: blame it on a child and don't say that you were sitting on your remote i don't think oh amazon no if he,
0: oh if i took amazon no i well no i think i should because it shouldn't be that easy to rent something
1: that's fair. Do you know what i'm saying i think you may need to put a passcode up though then for renting things it'll keep like if i'd this. rented
0: like bikini Car Wash six and been like, oh, I sat on the thing. Then I'd be like, okay, buddy, but it's the Tom and Jerry movie.
1: I would actually really like for you to say, Amazon, please look at my previous rentals. And like, you will see the Tom and Jerry is out of sorts. I can see them being like, sir, it's Wreck-It Ralph. And (laughs) I was about to say, yeah,
0: I host an animated podcast. They're gonna be like, this seems suspect. But anyway, all right, guys, so let us know what you think about all these Oscar picks. Uh, Laurel is is waiting patiently by the email. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.